Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to tonight's program. Um, we got some news for you guys that I'm sure you're hearing about this all over your mainstream media. But here in the great state of Texas, United States of America, we have refused Biden. Um, our Governor Abbott said no. And um, Biden, you have 24 hours to comply. And Abbott's like, uh, no, <laughs> we're not going to allow you to come and cut the razor wire that we have put up that we are trying to stop the invasion on our border. Okay. Um, and not only is this only for Texas, but for the United States of America, um, we are trying to stop the invasion. And so our new flag should be come and take it or come and cut it. <laughs> it was a razor wire because it's not happening. So uh, there's a couple options. So Biden um, can, um, you know, implement the force and, of course, you know, federalize uh, the Texas National Guard, which I don't know any self-respecting Texan military person that would even do that. They're like, no, um, if you're from Texas, then you're from Texas and we're not fighting for nobody else but Texas. And of course, the United States of America. But when it comes to protecting Texas, Texans are going to protect Texans. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there you have that. So we do have a take our border back convoy truckers. There's even truckers from Canada that's going to be coming down. Old Canada. Thanks, you guys. We sure do appreciate our neighbors up to the north of us. You freedom loving people. Um, but you know, we know your hands are tied with Trudeau. Bless y'all's hearts. We do pray for y'all down here. But just to let you guys know, it is, I do believe, starting on the 29th of January, and it's going to be heading towards uh, Eagle Pass. They're not actually going to be in Eagle Pass. They're going to be about 30 minutes north of Eagle Pass. Um, and so it's fascinating. If you guys want to go to TakeOurBorderBack.com, you can learn all about it that you're going to want to know. And I've already seen some other press out there talking about Jesus-loving truck drivers. You got that right, buddy. And uh, you better be thankful for them truck drivers. You wouldn't have food to eat and clothes to wear. Okay, okay. Or cars to drive or gasoline to put in them their cars. Okay. Yeah. So, anywho. Yeah. Thank God for the Jesus-loving truck drivers. Let me tell you. A lot of these people are military, ex-military, and um, praise God, law enforcement, all kinds of great people coming through. Bikers, truckers, um, business owners, elected officials, mama bear, veterans, folks. Get involved if you want to. Um, and, you know, just let you know, if you bought a Bible in the last year or so, you're already on a watch list. So, bet they have my name on there quite a few times. Who's this redneck chicken, Texas, that's buying all these Bibles? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, just know that you're on a watch list. Mm. That's kind of a nice watch list to be on, if you ask me. Mm. Going to take a sip of coffee here, folks, because it's going to be a good, a good program, the good Lord willing. Mm. Okay, folks, so, so much happening in the news today. Besides that, I was listening to Tucker Carlson, and he's got a lot of great stuff. You haven't seen him on, on uh, I think it's the Tucker Carlson Network, TCM, on YouTube is where I found it at. I've been watching a lot of old Tucker here lately, and I do miss him. I'm glad he got away from Fox, so, but who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk old Fox was like that? But we're going to run on over here to Olive Tree, Olive Tree News, Olive Tree is olivetreeviews.org, and she has her news headlines. And so, I always find a lot of great headlines there. If you're not signed up for her newsletter, you better get it. Her last program had um, 
uh, Tom Hughes on there. And it was a great program. It was her Friday program. You can go to YouTube and watch it, Rumble and watch it. Or you can go to their website at olivetreeviews.org. Better yet, download the app, watch it from there. Anyway, so here we go. Um, okay, so I know you guys have all heard about Alistair Begg and how he said that uh, Christians should attend the LGBTQ uh, marriages, go to their wedding ceremonies. They don't bring a gift. Uh, well, number one, that's wrong. Number two, that's wrong. Number three, that's wrong. And so Spencer Smith has done a program on it, of course. And um, and what kind of um, you know upsets me a little bit is that he's going to the Shepherds Conference with John MacArthur. And I'm waiting to see if John MacArthur is going to say something about that. And so I haven't really checked the news yet on anything about John MacArthur saying anything, but I will look it up right now because um, I think he will call out Alistair Begg um, on that because um, we all know how John MacArthur stands on that. Um, and uh, let's see, he I mean, he may. We'll give him a little bit of time here because it says John Piper and Alistair Begg will be at the 2024 Shepherds Conference. The only thing I have against John Popper is who he associates with, you know, and um, some other things. But, um, you know, I have to do I have to do some some uh, searching on that to see. But he is doubling down on it. He thinks it's okay. So we're going to read an article about this. Pastor doubles down on why Christians should celebrate sodomite transvestite marriages from the WND. Uh, we'll talk about that. It says in some disheartening news, Pastor Alistair Begg has doubled down on his insistence that Christians can attend the alphabet weddings and even buy the couple a gift. Mm -hmm. According to the leadership of American Family Radio, resulting in his show being terminated from the lineup. Well, I have to give kudos to American Family Radio or AFR for doing that. I appreciate somebody standing up for us people out here. I listen to that. Jack Hibbs, Biden's border battle with Texas could be deliberately provoking civil war. We're going to talk about that too tonight, guys. Um, chilling letter warns of 10-7 style attack by illegal immigrants inside the United States. That's uh, from Town Hall. Um, guys, I don't know if you realize this or not. I'm sure you do. Here in the United States, our southern border has been open for a while. And the northern border, too. People don't really think that much about that. But mainly of the southern border. But they're pouring in. Yeah, they've been pouring in for a while. And um, immigration is one thing. Um, illegal immigration is another thing. I'm going to adjust this chair here real quick. Yeah, there we go. I can touch the floor now. Not only am I blind, but I'm short, too. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know that. Um, so, the FBI orders banks to flag purchases tied to religion or MAGA. That's one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, too. You know, if you're buying a Bible here lately, an open letter to those who have been taught that the church has replaced Israel. That article's by Terry James. We'll talk about that tonight, too, you guys. So, if you're attending a church... And they tell you uh, that the church has replaced Israel in the covenant and all that. Uh, first of all, say something. Say something. Definitely leave that church. But please say something to the fact that that is incorrect. Incorrect. Um, and we're going to talk about why that is incorrect. And Terry James is a great expositor on that. And so I think that's going to keep us up. 
up, up, up all night tonight um, talking about these articles, you guys. But uh, Pope Francis advocates for powerful global government. Mm, yes. Uh, in his new apostolic exhortation on, quote, climate change. Uh, I'm, that's in um, Latin, so I don't know ex- exactly how to pronounce that. But anyway, uh, Pope Francis. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Pope Francis has issued a striking call for a multinational or global government that would be independent of changing conditions in the world. Hmm. Oh, in the seven most outrageous moments of the World Economic Forum, as we're all kind of referring to them now as the WEF. A lot easier for people to say than the World Economic Forum. WEF. So much easier. Okay. So, WEF's most recent conference left no doubt that the world should resist being shaped by the secular progressive globalist agenda on display, including taking part in a pagan ritual advocating for a universal and biometric ID in a global tax, public private, public dash private, quote unquote. Government uh, censorship of the internet and reigning in elected officials' ability to deliver their to deliver for their voters, folks. These people, you think it's like some bad science fiction movie, but kind of is. But it's actually the truth. But I think I think uh, the world's catching on that these people are just insane. They're just uh, it's it's like watching a a B-rated science fiction horror movie from the 40s like the blob or something but yeah it's really happening mm. anyway so let's jump back over to the very first article when Tati goes so pastor doubled down on why Christians should celebrate the sodomite transvestite marriages so this is WND and you can find it at WND.com faith under fire and so it's published on the 25th of January by at 2024 and I do not see a author no author, darn it. But it is a WND, and you guys can go check that out if you want to. So, uh, prote- protestia. So, in some disheartening news, Pastor, or Pastor Alistair Begg has doubled down on his insistence that Christians can attend the alphabet weddings and even buy the couple a gift, according to the leadership of American Family Radio, resulting in Begg's show um, being terminated from the lineup. Begg, who pastors Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio, in his program, Truth for Life, has aired on AFR for the last 12 years, sent representatives to speak on his behalf to AFR Vice President Ed Vitaliano and AFA uh, Vice President Walker Wildman. The results they shared were discouraging. Uh, taking over the time slot previously occupied by uh, Truth for Life to speak directly to Begg's audience, AFR leadership said they contacted the pastor to give him an opportunity to say, I messed up right there, uh, and to provide him with the opportunity to say, I said that wrong thing and I'd like to recant, but that no apology or clarification was forthcoming. The article does continue at... um, protestia.com and here's a couple quotes and it says the two individuals that we talked with comma walker and i with two individuals from alistair begg's ministry they made it clear that alistair begg believes that homosexuality is wrong he hasn't changed that his views on that or he hasn't changed his views on that he does not believe that homosexual marriage is valid and that the practice of homosexuality activity is as the bible says an abomination So all four of us were in agreement with that, but we could not get them to change. And they said that Al Shabag is not going to change his mind, was on the issue of whether Christians should attend. 
And the goal of the call and the goal of all Christians when approaching these issues should be reconciliation, but reconciliation and truth. And so that was our goal with the call with Alistair Begg's team. And unfortunately, we didn't get there, but we did press the issue multiple times. And we even asked point blank. So are you guys stating that Pastor Alistair Begg is standing by his original comment? He has no regrets. He didn't misspeak. He doesn't want to further clarifying nothing. And they said, yes, he's standing by his original comment, unquote. So, um, uh, of course, the host lamented, uh, lamented, um, lamented, let me get that right, um, begs response. And so, um, you know, that's a, that's a sad thing. And it goes on to say, so very disappointing. And, you know, I even told the gentleman and lady that were on the call uh, with the Truthful Life, that Pastor Alistair Begg has such a long, decades-long track record of biblical fidelity and truthfully teaching the Word of God, that this is extremely disappointing. Uh, this isn't something that we saw coming. This isn't like some of the other evangelical leaders um, that have drifted. This is not one that was on the list that we could have seen this coming. Um and so, folks, that, that's, you know, that's sad. And, and they say, they go on to say, while Begg sent staffers to speak in his stead, he has yet to personally address the matters publicly or justify holding such a dangerous and theologically uh, decrepit view. Begg's show still airs on 1,800 radio stations, and he's slated to be a speaker at the upcoming Shepherds uh, Conference. And so, um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the shepherds conference. And I'm really hoping that pastor John MacArthur will, um, uh, broach the subject that he will have a conversation, uh, with pastor Alistair Begg. Um, I'm hoping that they will address it somehow, some way, um, it needs to be addressed. And so that's, that's a pretty sad thing on that. And I, and I have listened to Alistair Begg. I have his books. I get the email, um, which I've stopped. I stopped the email. Um, as soon as I found this out, um, you know, because if you drift on one thing, you're going to drift on others. We can see that's a slippery slope. Um, you know, if doctrinally sound people and people are like, you can't just, you know, like, listen, if it's a matter of like serious doctrinal error, then yeah, you need to be very careful. Um, if you go back to John Piper, I mean, you know, so it's just, it's kind of a slippery slope. But anyway, I'm not saying that all, you know, I, I have his books. I'm not saying that those books were wrong. I mean, I'm going to keep the books, of course, you know, but I'm just saying, just be very careful. Yeah, you know, be very, very careful. So anyway, um, let's move on. So let's go on to, um, oh, our current radio program, which is on uh, Olive Tree Views, is When They Control Everyone. And they had Jen Markell, and she hosted um, Tom Hughes, and I'm not too fond of him, but Brandon Holthouse. <laughs> An entire uh, post-rapture system is being built now, and the spirit of the Antichrist is active today. Folks, it is a very, very good program. If you do get a chance, I'm going to link it um, in the description of this podcast that you guys can go and, if you want to, go and watch that. But it's, it's really good, really good. And so Jack Hibbs, Biden's border battle with Texas um, could be deliberately provoking a civil war. And, um, you know, it's it's an election year. <laughs> I don't need to say much more, um, but we are in we're being invaded. You guys know it. We all know it. Um, and that's that's the sad, sad part about it. Governor Bat, uh, Governor Abbott is finally stepping up and people are like, well, why is he just now doing stuff? Well, the thing is we've been trying to do stuff and the federal government will not help us. And I don't know if you guys remember the constitution. That's what our tax money is p 
paid for, for the national government, for our military to protect us, to protect our borders. That's, that's part of where our tax money goes to, and they're not doing it. And I was totally just, I mean, I was flabbergasted, if I can use that word, that our Supreme Court voted to um, not uphold the, 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 the protection of our borders. I could not believe that. And I go back to thinking of who appointed them. You know, one of them was from Bush. I remember Bush. <laughs> you know. Uh. And so that's very disheartening, you folks. So we kind of see where everything is going. I think it's all being set up. And we're going to read this article and see what Jack Hibbs has to say. If you guys aren't familiar with um, Pastor Jack Hibbs, um, he's Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. He's their pastor there. Uh, I really do like him. I've been watching Jack Hibbs for a very, very long time, and I absolutely love him. If anybody can preach on the rapture of the church, he is the best one. If you ever want to watch why or if you want to learn about the rapture of the church, if you're on the fence line, like, you know, is there a rapture? Are we going to go before? Are we going to go after? Like, what is this rapture? I'll tell you what, Pastor Jack Hibbs is the best that I've ever seen preach on um, the rapture and what it is. So anyway, let's check this out. So this article is at harbingersdaily.com by Brianna Clausen. It was posted yesterday, January the 26th of 2024. So there have been an estimated 9 million illegal border crossings in the United States since the Biden administration took office, taking a momentous step to halt this, quote, invasion, unquote. The governor of Texas issued a statement on Wednesday invoking the state's constitutional right to self-defense to protect its border. And, uh, um, I'm sure he's probably going to mention this in the, in the, uh, uh, Governor Abbott's probably going to say something in here and she's probably going to pick it up too, but I'm going to, uh, reiterate it. What I said earlier, he has sent eight letters to Biden over the course of, I don't know how many months or years, um, trying to get them to do something, to act, to help us protect the border. And he has refused. Biden has refused every time. And so, but there's like laws that you have to go through, steps you have to take in order to be able to do what Biden or what Abbott is doing now. So. We'll continue. Uh, this action, Texas Governor Abbott explained in his statement, was provoked by the federal government and pre- President Biden's violation and refusal to enforce the law. The statement reads in part, and I quote, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. For this reason, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, to invoke Texas' constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority, as well as state law to secure the Texas border, unquote. Jack Hibbs, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in California and founder of the Real Life Network on Wednesday informed his congregation about the situation developing, which he warned could result in civil war. Many, especially young people, are not aware of the incredible power held by governors, Hibbs explained. The governor is like the president of a country, he described. The United States Air Force is made up of air forces from 50 different states. The United States Army is made up of soldiers or army personnel from each of the 50 states. Every state has a National Guard. So, for example, Gavin Newsom, as governor of California, is the commander-in-chief of the California National Guard. Our states are sovereign. The states agree to have the federal government rule over them. A governor can tell the federal government that they're not going to do this or they're not going to do that, he explained. A governor has incredible power, unquote. 
And he goes on to say, quote, we're in a situation, we're in a situation because Texas, the people of Texas decided to shut the border down. Joe Biden deployed federal forces to literally cut the brand new fencing and barbed wire so that the invasion could continue. Hib stressed, you don't want to pick a fight with Texas. And I'm not saying that as a joke. Their patriotism for their country of Texas is not to be played with, unquote. <laughs> I'm going to interject here. And yes, Pastor Hibbs, you're absolutely correct. Texas, we do consider ourselves our own country. Um, and we do have National Guard. We have a Texas military. We have, um, of course, Department of State Troopers. We have a lot. And um, we can pretty much survive. You know what I mean? And uh, and so, yeah, we, we're fed up. We are fed up with the invasion. We're fed up with the crimes. We're, we're fed up with robberies and rapes and stolen property and fentanyl and drug overdoses and shootings and violence. We're fed up with it. And uh, it's all coming, stemming from the border. All these people just pouring across our border. No, they're not women and children coming across the border. People are like, oh, the poor children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 65 to 70% are military-aged men crossing our borders. No children, no babies, no wives, no none of that. No, folks, don't be deceived. Know the truth. Anyway, he continues. <laughs> Texas's constitutional authority, by the way, trumps the federal constitution. The pastor noted highlighting that Texas has already left the United States twice in the events unfolding could lead to a third departure. Absolutely. We're all screaming secede, secede. And uh, that's on our new ballot coming up. As a matter of fact, that the state of Texas will be voting on if we want to succeed, secede from the union. So anyway, we continue. Uh, former President Donald Trump joined the growing course of more than 20 governors and Republicans leading leaders voicing their support of Texas's action to protect its border. Joe Biden has surrounded our border and is aiding and abetting a massive invasion of millions of illegal migrants into the nation, to, into the United States, Trump said in a statement. Instead of fighting to protect our country from this onslaught, Biden is unbelievably fighting to tie the hands of Governor Abbott in the state of Texas so that the invasion continues in check. Quote, uh, we encourage all willing states to deploy their guards to Texas to prevent the entry of illegals and to remove them back across the border. All Americans should support the common sense measures by Texas authorities to protect the safety, security and sovereignty of Texas and of the American people, he urged. The events between Texas and the Biden administration have been reportedly global, has been reported globally. Unfortunately, as Pastor Jack Hibbs um, described much of the media in America, including CNN and MSNBC, um, have not been correcting or have not been covering the events nor giving an accurate representation of the border crisis to their audiences. Uh, Karen, Jean, uh, Karen Jean-Pierre, speaking to CNN, insisted that the Texas governor is, quote, making it harder for law enforcement at the border to do their job and accused him of, quote, politicizing the issue of what's happening on the border, unquote. Firing back on Thursday, Abbott called these statements uninformed and criticized Democrats in the media for casting a false narrative about the border. Quote, because the Biden administration has really, truly 
abdicated its responsibility to, to secure the border and enforce the laws. Texas very simply is securing the border. Texas has a right as a state to stop criminals from coming into our state. The governor told Fox News Joe Biden actually does not have an option here. His option is to enforce the laws of the United States and stop illegal entry, unquote. Democrats are demanding the Biden administration to take action, including Texas's Congressman Greg Kassar, who urged the president on Wednesday to establish sole federal control of the Texas National Guard, unquote. Pastor Jack Hibbs underscored his belief that the Biden administration's actions regarding the border and the disunity among the states it has provoked many have been deliberate. I'm sorry to tell you, the powers that are pulling the strings to this country are literally being you, being bringing us to a civil war, he asserted. It's the first time since 1861 where we're looking at soldiers possibly shooting at other soldiers on the same team states, unquote. He goes, quote, I'm telling you as an old guy, this is wild. Young people, you may be watching some history unfold that you didn't plan on experiencing, he underscored, unquote. Hibbs ended his remark by praying for the United States. Our nation is actually falling apart and we're watching it happen, unquote. Folks, this is the truth. If you think about it, it could possibly be another civil war. I pray that that doesn't happen. Um, I totally pray that does not happen. But Texas will fight for Texas. We will fight to secure the border and um, to stop this illegal invasion uh, folks, it doesn't just come into Texas. It goes all over the place. So if you think it doesn't affect you, it does. It does. It comes through Texas and keeps on going. And so um, I know people on the other side of the world are like, what is going on in Texas? Well, we've had enough. And when Texas has had enough, Texas has had enough. And uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, 90, I think like 95% of Texans are armed. <laughs> So that should give you an idea of uh, Texas. We don't include Austin. Austin doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, Austin doesn't count. We don't really claim Austin. They're like our, they're like our stepchild, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, most of Texas is armed. And so, um, and we do believe in freedom. So, you know, keep us in prayer. Um, pray that, you know, that the Lord you know, would protect Texas and the United States and um, that this would not come to a civil war. And um, I mean, I don't, I, I, I can't imagine, I, I just can't imagine this day and age that that happening, like a civil war happening. I just, but, you know, things happen all the time that I never thought would happen. And, uh, you know, look at COVID, you know, we never thought anything like that would ever happen. And uh, disease X, you know, them telling us what they're going to do before they do it. And they're already telling us what they're going to do. So, you know, but anyway, lot, lots of stuff, to, lots of stuff to pray about. So which brings me to our next article, chilling letter warns of 10-7 style attack by illegal immigrants inside the United States. This is a town hall article, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. This is by Spencer Brown. You can find it at townhall.com, townhall.com. So uh, there's nothing surprising about the all-out invasion taking place at the U.S.-Mexico border. Biden's uh, policies since day one in office guaranteed this result. But in addition to the record-setting number of illegal immigrants turning themselves over to border agents after unlawfully entering the U.S., there has also been a similar and potentially more alarming surge in both the number of apprehended illegal immigrants on the American terror watch list and the number of known gotaways slipping into the U.S. 
In a chilling letter to Congress, leaders dated January the 17th, former uh, federal law enforcement and national security officials spell out the danger of Biden's open border that arises from the nature of, of the threat itself. Quote, wars and espionage and bombings and riots are sadly familiar delivery systems of instability, intimidation and insecurity, wrote the former senior FBI executives. Quote, the country has faced these and more throughout its history and has held together. Though not without struggle, the threat we call out today is new and unfamiliar, unquote. The veterans of federal law enforcement explain, in its modern history, the U.S. has never suffered an invasion of the homeland, and yet one is unfolding now. Military-aged men from across the globe, many from countries or regions not friendly to the United States, are landing in waves on our soil by the thousands, not by splashing ashore from a ship or parachuting from a plane, but rather by foot across a border, that has been in, that has been accurately advertised around the world as largely unprotected with ready access granted the letter states of this new threat. Indeed, as Town Hall watched along the U.S.-Mexico border over the weekend, another group of illegals walked up to the border wall to surrender, claim asylum, and be processed. The 22 illegal immigrants, including four unoccupied children and one single adult male, seem entering, seen entering by Town Hall just a sliver of a potential, or I'm sorry, just a sliver of a percentage of the total under Biden will be released into the U.S. with an initial court date of up to six or seven years from now. Town Hall also sold piles of homemade ladders used by illegal immigrants and their cartel smugglers. As National Border Patrol Council Vice President Chris Cabrera stated or explained, the cartels will send a group of dozens of illegal immigrants to surrender at the border wall gate. Once border agents are tied up processing that group, two or three ladders will go up against the wall and dozens more illegal immigrants will make their entry and disappear into the night as known Godaways, while Border Patrol means outmanned and outpowered by cartels and their human cargo at the border. <clears throat> Quote, it would be difficult to overstate the danger represented by the presence inside our borders of what is comparatively a multi-division army of young single adult males from hostile nations and regions whose backgrounds whose background, intent, or allegiance is completely unknown, the former FBI officials emphasized in their letter. Quote, in light of a such daunting, unprecedented penetration by uninvited foreign actor, it is reasonable to assert that the country poses or the country possesses dramatically diminished national security at this time. The letter continues. The nation's military and laws and other natural protective barriers that have uh, provided traditional security in the past have been thoroughly circumvented over the past three years. So after Biden took office in 2021, the letter explains the demographics of those crossing the poorest southern boundary started to shift. Young men from around the world traveling alone and holding questionable motiva motivations dramatically increased in number to become the most common profile of those breaching the nation's borders. It started, a startling number have been found on the terrorist watch list or are from countries designated as state sponsors of terror distinctly and friendly to the United States, the former officials underscore. Signatories to the letter include former FBI Criminal Investigative Division Assistant Director Chris Swecker from FBI Terrorist Screening Center Director Tim Haley, 
and former FBI Training Division Assistant Director and former Border Patrol Chief Mark Morgan. They note that the surge of lone military-aged men is particularly alarming in light of the Hamas terror attack on Israel last October 7th because as people who have fought terrorism, they know that historically successful terror attacks invite mimicry. And terror leaders intentionally cultivate throngs of young men possessing a certain easily manipulated personality type to carry out atrocities. Specifically, the former officials uh, note that while it's stark to say so, having a large number of young males now within our borders who could begin attacking gatherings of unarmed citizens in imitation of a 10-7 at the behest of a foreign terror group must be considered a distinct possibility. We would be remiss not to call out this potentially grave threat in the most direct terms. The warning lights are blinking. The letter reiterates. And folks, he goes on to talk a little bit more about that. Um, if you want to, you can go to townhall.com and check that out. But that is the truth, folks. Um, you know, you know what we know what we all know is that they're in the they're in here. They're in our country. We know they're here. And uh, how many times do I have to tell you guys, you better get you a gun. Go get you a firearm, get a weapon, learn how to use it. If you're scared of guns, get some training, okay? Um, know how to take that weapon apart and put it back together. Um, preferably with your eyes closed. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be like one of them, one, one of those movies back in the day where he was hanging upside down. He had a little blindfold on. He could take his gun apart and put it back together. I don't remember what that movie was called. Maybe some of you guys know. But um, preferably know how to take care of your weapon. Clean it. You know, just be sure you take care of it. Um, if you if you don't feel comfortable carrying a firearm, get pepper spray. Uh, better yet, get bear spray. Get a wall spray. I don't care. Get wall spray in your house. Keep whatever. That stuff will shoot like, what, 300 feet? <laughs> get you some of that. <laughs> I guarantee you they won't want anything to do with you after that. Um, but there's a lot of ways to protect yourself. Carry a stun guns. Carry whatever. Carry knives. Carry whatever you can. But please be able to protect yourself. Go take training. Go take martial arts. Go take Krav Maga. Whatever, whatever you can do to learn to protect yourself. Now is the time to do that. Not later. Now, while I'm on the subject, you know what I'm going to say. You. you know what I'm going to say. You better get you some food. Get you some food, people. Stock up on some food. Stock up on water. Okay. Say there's a cyber attack right now. They've already practiced them, so we know they're coming um, the WEF is talking about it. And if the WEF is talking about it, then <laughs> it's going to happen. When? We don't know. That's the thing. Um, but the Lord Jesus tells us that uh, there's coming events. If you haven't read about it, it's the tribulation spoken of in the book of Revelation. Uh, Daniel talked about it. Zechariah talked about it. Um, folks, if you have not, please, please. Get water, get food, get stocked up. More importantly, go out and buy you some Bibles. I know you're going to be on a watch list, <laughs> but do it, okay? Get books that you can leave for people that, you know, you know loved ones that will be left behind when we're yanked out of here. Buy some books, leave them laying around. Um, I have books on Amazon. It's under Heather O'Daniel. Uh, it's After the Rapture, What Comes Next? $3.00. 99 cents, I think is what I got it on, on sale for. Um, anyway, it's just, I, I wrote it to get the truth out there. Trust me, I don't make any money on it. Um, it's for the glory of God, uh, all glory to God. I just want something that would explain to people who are left behind in a simple, quick, 
um, you know, bulletproof, you know, when a bam, 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 just straight down the pack that they don't have to like read and, you know, do a bunch of research and studying. Cause let me tell you something, when the rapture happens, they ain't going to have time to study, you know, not going to be a lot of study time back. There's gonna be a lot of survival time. And so, but anyway, it's like point blank straight through the Bible. Um, exactly what has happened, what the rapture was, uh, what, the, what they're going to tell them, the great deception, don't fall for it. And then what's coming upon the world. And so it's very quick. Um, Dr. Jeremiah um, has books out there as well. He's got one after the rapture. Um, who else? I think Mark Hitchcock has some. So there's a whole lot of authors. So there's a lot of great books out there. So just please, please grab some of those books. Leave them on the coffee table. Leave them in your vehicles. Just leave them places. Leave them out so that when things happen, because people are going to know you. If you're a Christian and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you know we're going to be raptured, you know, I know, we have told people, they know it. You know, anybody that talks to me knows. They know. I'm like, hey, the rapture's coming. Tippy-toe practice, you know. <laughs> so they know. I've told them whether they are believers or not. I've told them. And so they know. They're going to think back when this happens. Hey, that crazy girl from Texas, she told me this was going to happen. What did she say? What was that thing? The rapture, right? And so they're going to start looking for information. So we know the Antichrist is going to, you know, it's AI. Everything's going to be, you know, deception. And they're going to pull probably everything that has anything to do about the Lord Jesus Christ and the truth. They'll pull it and they'll scrub it off the Internet. You know that they probably will. So you probably want to want books, actual paper books that they can find and they can read. Um, uh, USB drives. I think Pastor Billy Crone at getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com um, has those as well that you can buy and then just make as many as you want to. He doesn't care. He doesn't copyright his stuff. So, um, you know, days are short. Time is short. I'm reading you stuff. These headlines are just like huge, giant alarm bells, like ding, 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 ding. Like it's just going off in the back of my mind. Like time is short. Time is so very short. We want to, number one, Tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, welcome to the family. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, number one, the only thing that matters is your decision right now to accept Jesus, to cry out to Jesus, to ask him to save you. That is the only thing that matters because when we're going to live for eternity. Okay, not in, these, not in these earthly bodies, but we will live for eternity. But where you spend that eternity all boils down to a decision that you make today. If you haven't made that decision, you will spend eternity in hell separated from God, tormented, gnashing teeth, wailing, or you will spend eternity with God in heaven for eternity. So that decision comes down to today. If you haven't made that decision today, Jesus says today is the day of salvation. I wouldn't wait another moment. I wouldn't wait um, cause you never know you could drop dead of a heart attack, especially if you took the jabs, the jab, 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 take your jab. If you got your jab, you got your fifth, you got your booster, got your booster shot, got your 35th booster. Hello, <laughs> get your jab, get your, we'll give you a hundred dollars. If you take this jab, we'll enter you into this $5,000 shopping spree. If you want to take this jab, you know, take the jab, just take it. It's good for, save your grandmama. Do it for your grandma. Do it for the children. Take this jab. We all see where that's going. So there's people out there that still believe that this jab is good. They're trying to get kids to take this jab. I can't tell you how many people in my church have cancer. How many people in the church I went to before has cancer? How many people do you know that has cancer right now? Totally healthy. 
My doctor died from pancreatic cancer, and it was fast. But she was a big proponent in pushing that jab. Triple mask, double mask, oh, my Lord. Man, she was my doctor since I was like 21. For 20-some-odd years, she was my doctor. And I'm mad. I'm furious. And they, you know, they don't care. They don't care if they killed. They killed doctors, athletes. They don't care. They don't care. I never thought I would live in this world that would be so evil. So, so evil. So crushing. Just, it's everywhere. And it's, you know, as Christians, we are to encourage one another. So that's another reason, you know, why I, I try to do this podcast. And I, I mean, I give y'all bad news. I know, but it's not really bad. <laughs> because the worse it looks out there in the world, the better it looks for us. Because we know the Lord's coming soon. All these signs are just pointing to his soon return. And so Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, lift your head up high because your redemption draws near. And so these things have begun to happen. And so we need to really be looking for the Lord Jesus because he's going to come and take us out of here soon. And uh, hey, guys, by the way, if you're following um, the YouTube channel there, uh, at it's um, New Hope Fellowship at River Road uh, on YouTube. I am uploading um, all the videos from my pastor um, and, uh, they're all going there. And so this coming Wednesday, the Lord willing, and we're still here, he's going to be preaching or he's going to be teaching on, um, uh, Matthew 24. I know you guys are going to not want to miss that. So, uh, the teaching I put up on, um, uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday, I got to put up on Thursday. And so super excited about that. I know you guys are too, and I'm going to try to condense it to an MP3 so I can throw it up here. Um, on the on the podcast as well but I miss exciting times my pastor does a wonderful job of teaching in times prophecy um, I remember when I found him in 2020 that's what he was preaching on I was like what and so oh he's fantastic so if you go to my my YouTube channel um, Bible prophecy for today um, I have all of his teachings actually I'm going to go there right now to see if I see if they're still there and they are so um, I have them under playlist so if you go to to the bible prophecy um for today youtube channel it's the one with the with a little bitty like 41 subscribers there <laughs> my old channel man oh that was terrible they just shut you down too but that's okay um anyway i have it um under playlist and you can go to and it's end times with pastor randy davis i've got the full um playlist there's 29 videos and he even goes through the feast to the feast of trying explains all those things. So super neat. So if you guys want to go there, I'll probably, uh, you know what? I'm just going to link it. I'll link it there as well um, in the description. But guys, I'm telling you, they're setting us up, totally setting us up. And um, like I say, get some food, get some water. Doesn't do, doesn't hurt anything to get stocked up because you're going to want to help your neighbors, elderly people in your neighborhood. Um, I'm sure you have friends and family, you know, that are going to need help as well. So, yeah. So, it's always always a good time to, um, uh, you know, get everything ready now because you don't want to wait. Because once, once it happens, it's going to be too late. Because, uh, you know, there's three days worth of food in your grocery store. I don't know if people realize that or not, but you got three days worth of food. And how much, I mean, you guys remember COVID. Could you imagine, like, a, a cyber attack on our water supply? Like, they've tried that. They're trying to increase like the, the um, what is it, chlorine or like whatever could kill people, you know? So they can do all kinds of, because everything is like computerized now. So just remember, tell you what, you, you prepare now so you don't have to panic then, you know? Okay, so 
Uh, Pope Francis advocates for a powerful global government. But the one that I really want to talk to you guys about is an open letter. This is Terry James. And um, I like Terry James. You can go to terryjamesprophecyline.com and check him out. So an open letter to those who have been taught that the church has replaced Israel. This is huge, you guys. This is huge. And pastors who are preaching this, they need to get right with the Lord um, because it ain't going to be pretty for them. So let's read this. So he starts out this letter and it says, Dear brothers, uh, dear brother or sister in Christ, if you're a member of a Catholic or mainline denominational church, you have probably been taught something called replacement theology. And perhaps you don't even know it has that name. Replacement theology leads um, those who have adopted it to believe that Israel is no longer God's people and that the modern regathering of the Jews in their historical land is theologically meaningless. Please know this is an error, and I write this letter to alert you to it so you can study God's word and reach your own conclusion. Once again, this article is by Terry James. Replacement theology, sometimes called supersessionism or fulfillment theology, is a doctrine stating either that the church took Israel's place as God's people when Israel rejected Jesus as its Messiah, or that the old, quote, old Israel was set aside in favor of a new Israel, the church upon Jesus' first coming. No matter how it got there, the church is now God's people and the beneficiary of the promises God made Israel in the Old Testament. Consequently, uh, Jacob's blood descendants have no unique destiny and modern Israel's existence has no significance. Because replacement theology is often woven into otherwise sound teachings or redemptive history, many believers aren't even aware that it is a separate doctrine with its own name. Nonetheless, replacement theology is enshrined in Catholic dogma and runs rampant in mainline denominations, even among those that otherwise take the Bible seriously. Replacement theology raises troubling implication about God's character, not the least of which are, if God revoked his promises to Israel, what keeps him from revoking them again? And does God really change not, as Malachi 3.6 says? Many who have been taught replacement theology have not considered these implications. Perhaps uh, you have, but dismissed them out of hand or rationalized them away, possibly because they are too dreadful to imagine. Unfortunately, ignoring the implications does not make them go away. Rather than addressing these and other broader implications, this letter will instead tackle the assumption that lies at the very heart of replacement theology. Did Israel really forfeit its blessings? Did God really forsake or move past Israel? Fortunately, if you read the Bible without bias, it gives a clear answer. One point is worth making before proceeding. He says, I don't have the ability or the moral duty to force you to reject replacement theology. Only the Holy Spirit can convict. All I can do is call relevant scripture to your attention and invite you to check it out yourself he says and that's what he will do now he says um, to keep this letter short and clear he goes i will rely on two passages isaiah 6 and romans 11 if you are a reformed believer you tend to read revelation figuratively because you have been taught that it is apocalyptic literature I will therefore deliberately avoid Revelation's many passages affirming Israel's destiny, knowing that you will be unwilling to read Isaiah and Romans figuratively. I will cite the King James Version, but any good version will do, he says. Goes on to say, um, Isaiah 6 contains the well-known Here I Am, Send Me passage in which Isaiah volunteers to convey a message God has for his people. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. 
Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Isaiah 6, uh, verses 8 through 10. God informs his people not only that they are hardened, deaf, blind, and without understanding, and he is the one hardening them, but also that he has hardened them to delay their repenting and being healed. Note that God does not tell them why he wants a delay. When the disciples ask Jesus why he speaks, quote, to them in parables in Matthew 13, he quotes this passage of Isaiah 6. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they sing See not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which say, which saith, um, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. That's Matthew chapter 13, 11 verses 14, and Isaiah there is Isaiah. So, um, this is the King James Version. So, anyway, Paul also quotes this same passage of Isaiah 6 in Acts chapter 28, reminding the local leaders of the Jews that they are hardened. And some believed the things which were spoken and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul spoke, Paul had spoken one word. Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah, or Isaiah, the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. That's Acts chapter 28, verses 24 through 27. Paul then discloses the reason why God hardened Israel, delaying its repenting and being healed. Be it known, therefore, unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear it. Acts 28, 28. According to Paul, God, <coughs> excuse me, God hardened Israel so the gospel could be taken to the Gentiles. However, Isaiah 6 continues after the portion quoted in Matthew in both Matthew 13 and Acts 28. God has more to say to Isaiah about his people. Returning to, it, to Isaiah 6, after hearing God's decree against his people, the prophet begs God for an answer in verse 11, and God gives it to him. <clears throat> then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitation, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. And the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet in the land shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak, whose substances... Is, whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be substance thereof. That's Isaiah 6, verses 11 through 13. God promises that he will lift Israel's partial hardening during or just after a widespread devastation. This may be a great war, even a nuclear war, given the content or given the extent and decree or degree of damage. However, it may be a direct act of God acting in wrath, only he knows. Why then did Jesus in Paul's quotations from Isaiah 6 stop short of verses 11 to 13? The answer is that they were speaking in the first century AD. Isaiah chapter 6 verses 11 through 13 would be fulfilled in the future. They were only talking about Israel's hardened condition in those days and not about when it was someday repent. Remember, Jesus was only answering a question 
from the disciples as to why he was teaching in parables. And Paul was only making the case for taking the gospel to the Gentiles. Now let's look at Romans 11, in which Paul answers the question his earlier chapters in Romans begged. If Christ is the answer and the law is not, what about the Jews to whom God had given the law? Has God turned his back on Israel? I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not what the scripture saith of Elias? How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed the pro- thy prophets and digged down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Romans 11, 1 through 4. The answer is an emphatic, God forbid. God will save an elect remnant of Israel, and God will save them by grace, not the law. To keep the Gentiles from being Uh, From feeling, I'm sorry, to keep the Gentiles from being feeling superior to the Jews, Paul goes on to say, I say then, have they stumbled that they shall fall, that they should fall, God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is coming to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them that are in my flesh and might save some of them, for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, then of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Romans 11, 11 through 15. Then after describing how the holy first fruits of lump of dough renders the whole lump holy, how a holy root can render the entire tree holy and how branches grafted onto a holy tree become holy. Even branches that had previously been cut off. Paul reveals a mystery in verse 25. He goes on to say, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Romans eleven twenty five. Though he doesn't outright quote Isaiah six eleven through thirteen, he affirms the promise God made in those verses to end Israel's hardening. The mystery Paul reveals is that the partial hardening of Israel's elect will end when the fullness of the Gentiles um, be or has come in. And so it is important to note that none of these passages are talking about the church. God has never hardened the church. He has only hardened Israel, and only temporarily, for the express purpose of taking the gospel to the Gentiles and building a church that encompasses all peoples, nations, and languages. This he did at Israel's great expense, but he will resurrect and magnify Israel because of it. Consider the supreme irony. God hardened Israel to benefit the Gentiles, and so many churches have returned their thanks by Israel by teaching replacement theology. God's reply in Isaiah 6 and Paul's teaching in Romans 11 raised two questions. When will this widespread devastation occur and when will the fullness of the Gentiles come in? The Bible gives no clear answer. God wants us to depend on him alone for the timing. However, he says, we can be sure of this. God will restore the elect of his people Israel. That unambiguous biblical truth stated explicitly both to Israel in the Old Testament and the Gentiles of the church of the New Testament exposes replacement theology as bad doctrine. Now it's up to the Holy Spirit and informed believers to purge the church of this sad error. If replacement theology now troubles you as much as it does me, please do me a favor. Consider giving a copy of this letter to a brother or sister who has been mistaught. 
You will be helping them and doing a good work for God's kingdom. So folks, if you want to, I will link this in the description and you can pass along this letter um, as well. And so, you know, it always, always boggles my mind that, you know, people can try to, I mean, can believe that if you read the, if you read the Bible, it specifically tells you that God has not given up on his chosen people. They are the apple of his eye. And so anyway, guys, with that, I am going to jump off of here. And uh, uh, if you're joining me on reading through the Bible on the one year chronological Bible, um, that has been such a blessing to me. And I hope it's a blessing to you guys as well. Um, so anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to jump on over there and do that. As a matter of fact, right after this. So get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it is an encouragement to you. And I hope that the Lord will bless you and keep you. Um, and just, you know, keep looking up for the great uh, appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is coming to take us home. Start your rapture practice. Tell somebody about Jesus today.